0: Splash Unicorn presents... the big rich movie. The Sports Shit Show! Hey everybody, it's your dude, Splat. And this is the Thursday edition of the Splat Sports Shit Show. Yes, thank you for joining me. Let's see. A lot of shit going on in sports, huh? A lot of shit. Lincoln Riley... Oh hell hell we'll just uh before we go to the sidelines, I'm sure it'll come up in there, but I just have to talk about it. Lincoln Riley's going to USC W T F. So yeah. So we got that going on. We got Bill Kelly or Brian Kelly or whatever the fuck his name is, leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. I I, I miss I'm gonna miss the other guy though. <laughs> Coach O, I'm home go see me go guys and go home go there. boy go 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 down, down here. Go Tigers. Gonna miss that guy. But yeah, those are the coaching changes so far. They're talking about Urban Meyer might go to Notre Dame, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, he's pretty committed to. Oh, there we go. Go to the side, or yeah, go to the sidelines here, and it says Urban Meyer most likely staying in Jacksonville. Which is good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, so we're at the sidelines here, everybody. Let's get this done. Let's sideline this bitch. Uh, LeVar Ball's parents-in-law initially didn't like him because he was black. Or maybe he was just fucking annoying. Yeah, anybody ever think of that? Because that dude is no. Anno- that's a dude that said he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. <laughs> dumb, dumb. What else we got here? I never tested positive when Serena Williams shut down a reporter who asked her about consuming banned drugs. Serena Williams is regarded as one of the greatest athletes of all time. Uh, After winning 23 Grand Slam titles, her hunger to achieve more hasn't reduced one bit. Uh, There aren't many records, and the superstar America has not broken. However, she has been chasing her 24th Grand Slam title for a while, a while now. Uh, the superstar won her last Grand Slam title back in 2017 when she pe- went past her sister Venus in the finals of the Australian Open. And after that, the champion player hasn't been able to deliver her best on the court, largely due to recurring injuries. Serena is known for wearing her heart on her sleeve. She doesn't hold back when it comes to letting the world know what exactly she wants to communicate. Uh, Sometimes it works in her favor, sometimes she goes a little overboard. I mean, does she? Today we are going to talk about the time when Serena was was appreciated for being direct and calm while responding to a journalist. Oh, this is 2018? Yeah. Oh, we already fucking know this. The fuck? Come on, first sports, get your shit together. Tiger Woods, forty-five, re- re- reveals how his girlfriend helped his recovery, recovery in his accident. Are we? Uh, is there any sports fucking headlines here? Is it s- that slow in the sports world? <laughs> two, two coaches switch places. That's the big news. Braves make first big move after. We're, yeah, we know. Do we know? Let's see. Atlanta Braves won their first World Series since 1995, and a huge part of that was manager Brian Snickner. Stick, stick, st- snick, snickner. Snicker. Snicker. <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, Braves pick up 2024 option on Brian Snick. Snitker. Cool. Diego Sanchez continues to battle for his life in hospital. No fight camp or an opponent has dominated me like this, he says. Uh, Canadian's owner fires everybody. <laughs> what a headline, man. <laughs> Hashtag breaking. Canadians with an E. Owner fires everybody. It's official, Montreal Can- <laughs> okay Okay... Uh, Bergenvin, Bergenvin is done as his contract was expiring at the end of the, he just, okay, he really did. He just cleaned house, but it's not showing me the full article, but I think we get the gist of it from the, (laughs) from that headline, Canadian owner fires everybody, everybody, Unconscious of the MMA fighter, was punched in the head 12 times in controversial 5-on-5 match. Huh. Weird. Kevin Harvick's going to retire. What? He's going to retire after 2021 season. 21 Cup Series was Kevin Harvick's 21st season as a full-time driver. Eighth as a driver for Stuart Haas Racing behind the wheel of the number four car fifth behind the wheel of the number 4 um on this on this week's episode of Dirt Mo, Medi- Me- Me- <laughs> Dirty Mo Media's the, Di- the Dale Jr. Download podcast Kevin Harvick said the initial plan was for the 2 to two 2021 season to be his last uh be just before 2020 2020- <laughs> But just before 2020 season, Jesus Christ, I can't talk today. Harvick signed a two-year contract to keep him behind the wheel the number four uh, Ford at Stuart Haas Racing for 2022 and 2023, giving him multiple seasons to help the... K. Okay. That's all you had to fucking really get to. I'm frustrated with these headlines today. Bob Stoop retakes Oklahoma football helm. Uh, Bob Stoops is taking hold of the University-Oklahoma football program again, followed Coach Lincoln Riley's departure Sunday. OU President Joseph Harris Jr. and Athletics Director Joe Castillo. God, well, these fucking names. I'm just fucking had it for this week. I had it with three in, and I already had it. Now Stoops is the program's interim coach headed into the postseason. First and foremost, I'm a program guy and whatever I can do to help. So did he, what? Stoop 61. Yeah, we know. I don't know. Looks like he's back. Former Cy Young winner poorly dies at 66. Ricky Williams finds a higher purpose. Ricky Williams is ready to flip the script best known as the star uh, as the star Longhorns running back who won the Heisman Award in 1998, Williams, 11-year pro career, was riddled with failed drug tests for marijuana use, which, unfairly or not, earned him the reputation of being an underachieving stoner. I went on a journey, and what I found was that cannabis, for me, has been spiritual medicine. Exactly. Williams say, um, you know what? And as I studied how it was used in India. Might as well join you, Ricky. And how it was used in diff- different cultures. I thought part of my duty is to come back and tell a more <laughs> uplifting story. Um, credited, crediting marijuana with helping him combat everything from breakup-induced insomnia To social anxiety, Williams launched his uh, own pot-centric company, Heisman, in October. Sold in shops in California, Oregon, and Nevada, as well as online, where legal. Um, The lifestyle brand includes strains geared toward athletes and cannabis enthusiasts. Please, let's push this. This should be happening instead of HGH and all this other bullshit. Let's push this narrative, people. This is what stop making this illegal in sports. As Robin Williams once said, it's not a performance enhancing drug unless you have a bag of or a box of Twinkies at the end zone. So it's really stupid in a sense. Pre game. Pre-game, sativas for energy, jolt. Post-game Indica's that promote relaxation. And halftime hybrid strains that boost awareness. Uh, through this endeavor, Williams, who lives in Venice Beach, but spends time in Austin regularly. And I'd love to meet him. i get him on the podcast someday. That's a dream of mine, to get Ricky Williams on this podcast one day. It's going to happen. If you're out there, Ricky, and somebody here sees you, And they tell you about that, please answer back. You can email me at splatchunicorner at yahoo.com or find me on Facebook at Unicorner there, Ricky. I'd love to uh, trade medicines with you. Embracing a career shift that goes beyond athletics, William recently debuted a new podcast. Oh, hey, I'll go on yours if you go on mine like you want me on yours. (laughs) Fucking real. Oh, uh, beyond reapproach, reproach, reproach, not reapproach, reproach. Um, with his friend and former ESPN radio host Dan Le Bar- Batard, Batard, Batard. I don't want to get banned. <laughs> uh, describing the format as two guys with a little gray in their beards. Hey, me too. Telling stories about life he says they will delve into the ups and downs they've experienced hopefully lending some insight into their listeners in william's world part of that wisdom comes from another subject he's passionate about astrology while traveling the world after his first retirement from sports the athlete connected with an astrologer in 2004 who taught him how to read natal charts since then william's leaned into the he leaned into it and regularly and regular segments on the L- Le Patard's L- 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 show. <laughs> God damn, I suck today. In which he gives five minute astrological interpretations of sports figures. He and his wife have also created their own relationship app, L.I.L.A., which uses astrology to help individuals understand themselves and the people around them. If I hadn't gone through what I went through. And I just stayed the track of just being a a conventional football player. The people that I interacted with would only be talking about football, Williams says. But now the people I meet and talk with, we talk about everything. And those are my kind of favorite people too, Ricky. I get what he's saying. Uh, We talk about life. We talk about spiritual subjects. We talk about purpose. I don't talk about some of those things, but... You like to be around people that get it, what you're talking about. Your conversation, your, it's just not about the same fucking thing over and over and over and over and over. So I get what he's saying there. Mike Tyson doesn't want to fight me, says former heavyweight champion. Uh, let's see who this dumb dumb is. <laughs> Shannon Briggs has not stepped into the ring since 2016. However, he's been one of the boxing legends actively called out Tyson for a showdown. Speaking of recently to fantastic view, Briggs stressed that a fight against Tyson is not happening at this point, giving Iron Mike is more focus on big money fights as one with Logan Paul. Man, Mike Tyson doesn't want to fight me because he got bigger fish to fry. He's making money. Of course he's. He's fucking 55. Why would he not do that? Fighting fighting hopefully Logan Paul making some money, enough to live the rest of his life without having to worry. And that's the most important part, he said. Fighting me probably ain't, you know, in the cards for him. <laughs> Nevertheless, Briggs still wants a piece of of Tyson, suggesting their ring encounter to be held at state-of-the-art uh, Barclays Center, although I think it would be a great fight for Brownsville, Brooklyn. Can we imagine this this Brooklyn? At the Barclays Center, he stated, "This wasn't the first time Briggs made uh, bold comments against the fight about Tyson. Last year, the former WBO heavyweight champion claimed that he has been working on his return and a fight against Tyson was already being discussed. I've been talking to people around the world trying to put that deal together, but I'm not only a bo- but I'm not only a boxer. I'm also a entrepreneur and businessman," Briggs said. The possible fight with Tyson last year. It would have been round for round, literally tag team, and I think we should do it on Steel Cage. Steel Cage match. (laughs) (laughs) I'll chop them all. (laughs) I put Evander Holyfield, chop him up in exhibition. I'll chop, what's his name? Vladimir Uh, Klitschko. I'll definitely chop up David Feathers. hey. And make a chicken pita out of him. (laughs) As it stands, Tyson has confirmed that he is making a return in February and is currently heavy linked in a showdown with YouTuber turned pro boxer Logan Paul. Nothing is concrete yet, but there's already been a lot of buzz about the said fight. Briggs, on the other hand, has been eyeing on... I thought thought, that that, that, uh, fight was set in stone. Gold medalist athlete 25 dies two weeks after contracting the COVID. I'm so sick. Uh, Is anybody else getting sick of these COVID stories? I think pretty soon I might have to ban uh, them. (laughs) Boy, would these shows be short. Uh, LeBron James enters COVID-19 protocols. Uh, What did uh, Adrian Peterson retire? Tennessee Titans part of ways. I bet they regretted that. Well, they didn't use them. Um, so, let's see. It looks like Seahawks are looking at them. Man, go somewhere Adrian Peterson or just fucking retire, dude. I get it, though. I get it. Top candidate emerges to replace top Brian Kelly. At Notre Dame, with the big breaking news that Brian Kelly will leave Notre Dame for LSU, the fighting Irish was, are wasting little time finding his replacement. According to Notre Dame beat writer Pete Sampson, sources around the program believe that there will be some momentum among the decision makers at the university to elevate Marcus Freeman. And if he were to take over, he would be a first-time head coach, which is a rarity at Notre Dame. Freeman is Notre Dame's defensive coordinator. He's a graduate of Ohio State University. Go Buckeyes! After he played linebacker for the Buckeyes. And after being uh, drafted in the fifth round of the 2009 uh, NFL draft by the Chicago Bears. The Bears. Uh, Freeman failed to make an NFL roster. He then elected to return to Ohio State the following year, began his coaching career, and from 2011 to now, Freeman has been primarily a linebacker's coach. But with Notre Dame in his previous stop at Cincinnati, he's been the defensive coordinator as well. But the Fighting Irish would likely to have to make a decision on him soon. It is very possible that he could join Brian Kelly in Baton Rouge, Louisiana as the Tigers defensive coordinator. Uh, the year before, Freeman was reported to be on his way to LSU before Kelly swooped in and convinced him to join him in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, new uh, new co- new coach Brian Kelly expected to retain Kerry Raymond and Kevin Falk per a parent of a top 2023 recruit that already had a conversation with report Hamilton and uh, the news comes okay 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 cool uh nikola jovic gives epic response about receiving booze in miami i played in serbia brother i wish you guys well <laughs> boom <laughs> golf club forced to close after pigs attack golfers <laughs> Oh, shit, that's pretty goddamn funny. Uh, Clown heads, waterfalls, caves, plastered whales, and windmills, all from familiar holes in crazy golf. Sky's News last week reported on a pair of pigs uh, storming the 18th holes of Nightcliff Golf Club in West Yorkshire in the UK indicates that the pigs were first spotted on Sunday afternoon. And according to club professional, David McKidd injured a golfer that day. Uh, before attacking a male employee the following Tuesday after he had attempted to drive them off the course. Whilst it has comedy overtones, but parties suffered a minor injury and taken a local hospital and treated for tetanus shots. <laughs> That's fucking great. Serena Williams, 40, shows off her strong legs in a snakeskin print swimsuit. And, ooh, let me see. <laughs> I think I've already seen it on her Instagram. Am I think the only one that thinks she's cute? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, I've seen these pictures already. I'll let him be someone else's problem. Mets fan react after the picture blasts team front office. Well... Everybody seems to be doing. I mean, seems to be the thing now. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Greg Norman equates Saudi and U.S. cultures. Just look at America with racism. It's just ugly. Okay. Everybody crying racism. Um, son of boxing legend Eric Morales, Fernando tragically dies at age. 23 RIP, my man. Uh, Mario Lemieux (laughs) releases a statement following sale of uh, wait, what on Monday morning? The Pittsburgh Penguins' sale to Fenway Sports Group became official with the team being sold for roughly 900 million. Okay, they didn't move. Uh, Co owner, hockey hall of famer, Mary Mario Lemieux. Put out a statement, which he mentions that he will remain a part of the ownership group alongside Ron Burkle. <coughs> Hold on, I'm looking for the letter. Looking for the letter. Where's the letter, Lemieux? Where's the letter? To our beloved fans, Ron Burkle and I have reached agreement with Fenway Sports Group, FSG, in parentheses. Uh, to sell a controlling interest in Pittsburgh's Penguins hockey team. This is an exciting day for the future of our franchise, Lemieux said. He added that this is a new beginning, not the end of an era. I will continue to be active and involved with the team long term, helping to oversee and guide the operations, just as I always have. In addition to continuing... (sighs) In addition to continue, sorry, my these ads keep popping up and they keep shooting me to the top of the goddamn. <laughs> in in uh, continuing my role, there will be a con- uh, continuity of leadership with the club's senior management under CEO David Morehouse, COO Kevin Acklin, President of Hockey Operations Brian Burke, and General Manager Ron Hextel, who will all remain in their positions. Huh. That's good. Chris Cyborg says she's grateful for Amanda Nunes' loss. Hmm. Terry Bradshaw family opens up about the tragic loss of a family member to drug overdose. I don't want to read that one. This is a fucking sports show. Candace Parker reveals why she thinks she is left off the Olympic team. Yeah, I want to find that out too. Prior to 2016 Rio Olympics, two-time WNBA MVP received one of the most shocking snubs in uh, Team USA history in the prime of her career at age 30. The all-time great hoop star was left off to, and she's a cutie too, uh, the roster after helping carry the team to two previous gold medal victories just months after Team USA claimed another gold without her. Parker led the Los Angeles Sparks to a WNBA championship, clearly showing her time as an elite player was not even close to finished. During a recent interview with Taylor Rooks, Parker revealed that the decision to leave her off the team had nothing to do with her play on the court. Parker said she attended a Team USA camp prior to her final roster selection. At this camp, WNBA veteran said she noticed a triple-double Notched a triple-double and led the field in scoring. Ultimately, she f- she feels she didn't personally fit on Gino Arrerebeva's squad. It wasn't on the court, Parker explained. So if it's me as an individual, as a person, I'm spending time away from my daughter to come and do these camps and I'm not even being judged off of how I'm playing. I don't think it's personally, I think I personally fit. I don't think Gino wanted me on the team. That's probably true. Fuck that guy. Coach K shares reason why Ohio State beat Duke. (laughs) Just as soon as Duke took the number one spot in the college basketball rankings, maybe giving it back up. The Blue Devils beat Gonzaga on Friday to hand the Bulldogs their first loss of the season, that helped Duke earn the number one spot in the country, but on Tuesday night, yes, yes, the Blue Devils lost to Ohio State. Oh yes, uh, Duke had an off-shooting night, going twenty-five to sixty-four on field goals. By comparison, Ohio State shot twenty-six to twenty-four. <clears throat> I thought they wore us out. We were really wore out at the end. They're well-coached. We're going to do it this year, baby. The Buckeyes are going to do it this year. That was a nice way of Coach K saying his team choked a 15-point lead against the Buckeyes. Ohio State didn't actually take the lead until a minute left in the game, so it took a long time for Duke to get worn out. Hey, whatever it fucking takes. Go Buckeyes! O-H-I-O. Fuck Michigan. Fly over at Titans game. Draws scrutiny. Oh, God, what do they do now? It's part of the uh, excitement of the Titans' home game. The dramatic uh, military flyover timed exactly for the end of the national anthem, but now News Channel 5 investigates has discovered one recent flyover by the 101st Airborne Division at Fort Campbell may have crossed the line from dramatic to dangerous. Generally action, yeah, it was unsafe, said Larry Williams, a retired aviation safety inspector. The Federal Aviation Administration was very dangerous. A spokesperson for the agency told Chet, what the fuck happened? The FAA is following up with the military about this overflight. The unit that conducted the flyover is in contact with the FFA Nashville, McEwen said. At this time, there is no scheduled review. The November 14 flyover was part of a salute to service that was intended to honor the men and women who served in our nation, but this salute involving four combat helicopters from the 101st Airborne was a salute the Tennessee Titan fans will likely never forget. On its social media, the Titans posted video from the inside the cockpit of the one of the heli- of those helicopters. Instead of flying over ni- uh, Nissan Stadium, the choppers went through an eye level with fans in the upper decks. Multiple videos posted, uh, social media showed the flyover turned into what Veterans Pilot called a fly-in. Some people are above the flyover, one person posted on Twitter. Uh, another remark, the flyover was a little close to knocking down the flags on the camera. <laughs> another called it spooky. Don't remember any of the flyover when they flew that low. <laughs> what happened was something Williams had never seen. Uh, they went under that cable. It just appeared just a few feet from there. So if they had just gotten off the altitude a few feet, it would have been a disaster. From another angle, the cable is clearly visible. From with the cockpit camera is not as easy to see, I wonder whether they saw the cable before and they got there. Well, Williams answered, if you hit the cable, especially with a helicopter, more than likely it would crash. Just before this story aired, a spokesman... A spokesperson for the Titans responded with request for the comment, claiming that though that what appears to be a cable is actually an optical illusion associated with cable for the netting and emplo- deployed for field goals. Huh, interesting. A football coach found his boss lying shocked and bloodied in stadium tunnel after Joey Barton attack. A football coach found his manager lying bloodied in a tunnel of a stadium after an attack allegedly carried out by his ex England star Joey Barton. A court today heard former. What? I don't remember this story. Interesting. Is this. Uh, this is fucking in England. I thought this was here. Football coach. Man, somebody put parentheses, put English f- football or something. Jesus Christ. Uh, Lamello versus L- Lonzo Ball. Brothers duel. Um. Lionel Messi's empathetic response to director asking his wife a to step aside at balloon dior ceremony uh, uh, Messi beat Robert Lovazzo, <laughs> prize which was surprised sopran- by uh, okay so DCM and Johnson among top golfers facing sanctions from PGA Tour and DP World over over playing Saudi International. Ooh. You're not allowed to do that? <laughs> You're not allowed to fucking play wherever the fuck you want. Jesus Christ. Yankees release slugging first baseman. Who's headed to Japan? NASCAR has an obvious most popular driver other than Chase Elliott. Yeah, it's fucking Kyle Larson, you some fuckers. Chase Elliott's the most popular. (laughs) You're never gonna beat fucking Dale Jr., bro. Fifteen years in a row, you son of a bitch. Fuck Chase Elliott. Go Kyle Larson, motherfuckers. Trust me, if Dalen Hart Jr. was still driving, you wouldn't be the most popular driver, you dung, dung dunghead. Former player uh, Winemaker purchases eighty acres of vineyard in Williamton Valley. Four star RB Trevor and let that down to three schools. Hulk Hogan shows major weight loss in recent photo, admits to health concerns. Shaquille O'Neal, why he makes affordable shoes. I felt ashamed. Yeah, that's a good story. He goes, I felt ashamed selling my sh- baby's shoes, $160, 180 and $200. Shaquille O'Neal is an icon in the NBA because of the way he dominated in the U.S. or in the NBA. <laughs> I'm a little tired today, folks. I apologize. We're gonna be wrapping this up early today, probably. I don't know, maybe I'll just keep on yapping. Shaq became a fan favorite and thus became a lucrative figure in brands to endorse. As as is the trend, Shaq received a massive shoe deal but wanted to make more affordable shoes. He explained that his this desire during the appearance on complex sneakers shopping. During the interview, Shaq explained the incident that took place in Orlando. Uh, where a mother told Shaq that she could not afford his shoes and he explained why that drove him to make affordable shoes for his fans no, 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 no but everything happens for a reason I think it was a blessing in disguise she was right we shouldn't be charging these babies $100, $200, $250 these babies are wearing them can't afford them personally, as a 49-year-old man, you're not 49-year-old, dude, you're not 49 until fucking March, you son of a bitch, I felt ashamed selling my baby shoes for $160, 180 $200, I know a lot of kids get teased for wearing my shoes, but if you look at my shoes, they look, they don't look like my, like they cost $29, and I take pride in that, I wear, I wear his clothes and his shoes, actually. Sha- Shaq has spoken in the past about his desire to make more affordable shoes, even turning down a forty million dollar from Reebok to achieve this. O'Neal is a man of the people. I love Shaq. He's my one of my. He's my favorite basketball player of all time. And I have a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey with his name on the back of it because he played for us for one year. Thank you, LeBron, for making that happen. People paying a lot of money for his shoes and that have have his name attached to them. During the interview, O'Neill also discussed why he never wears Jordans. His interaction with Barack Obama on the phone and trying to hand-deliver a pair of his shoes to the former president but being turned away for security reasons. (laughs) Oh, Sheck. Oh, Sheck. Uh, High school basketball players in Michigan tried to text their teammates, ended up talking to Tom Brady after one of the first practices of the season. The head coach of the freshman basketball team at Notre Dame uh, Preparatory in Pontiac, Michigan, gave his 14 players a task, set up a group chat so they could communicate practice times and coordinate transportation to games. The 14- and 15-year-olds got 13 phone numbers, right? But with the fourteenth, one of the players messed up a digit, so a random guy chimed in. What was supposed to be a fighting Irish only conversation? Y'all meant to add me to this? (laughs) Yes, they told him think it was their teammate. You know who I am? The random guy replied. (laughs) They did. Again, their teammate. (laughs) But it wasn't their teammate. Turns out the interloper was Sean Murphy Bunting, cornerback for the reigning Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Murphy Bunting, who's in his third NFL season after playing at Central Michigan University, identified himself to the 13 new group chat friends, but the teenage basketball players still thought it was their fellow teammate trying to pull a fast one on them. So Murphy Bunnington sent them proof, a selfie of him throwing a peace up sign from his locker. Bed decked with his bucks helmet and shoulder pads. Still a few of the boys were skeptical. Then Murphy FaceTimed the boys. Jason Whalen, an assistant coach whose fifteen year old son plays on the team, recounted the twenty november twenty four conversation and interview with Washington Okay. He didn't participate in the call, but this but his going Give him the play-by-play. What followed was a whirlwind tour of the Bucks' locker room, including introductions to some of the team's most famous members, tight end Rob, Rob Gronkowski, wide receiver Mike Evans, cornerback Richard Sherman, and running back Leonard Fournette. One of the boys had Fournette on his fantasy football team for the Bucks' upcoming Sunday game, so he encouraged the running back to do well. Four days later, Fournette ran for 100 yards and scored four touchdowns in a 38-31 win over Indianapolis Colts. Then, Whalen said the boys got greedy. They wanted to see quarterback Tom Brady. They wanted to tell you, I would be too. Fuck that shit. That would be fucking amazing. On accident. Uh, to talk to the seven time Super Bowl champion, Whalen said they wanted to meet the goat. Is Tom Brady the goat? <laughs> he says. Uh, Fournette had bad news. Brady is in a meeting, but Fournette stayed on the phone and chatted for another 10 to 15 minutes. The boys were in awe, Whalen said. Then a familiar face popped into the frame. What's up, fellas? Brady asked them. They absolutely lost their minds at that point," Waylon said. "I would, I would be honest with you. I would have lost my fucking shit. Oh my god! Brady, one of the most famous athletes on the planet. You mean the most famous on the planet? Once played for Michigan in Ann Arbor, less than an hour from Pontiac, from 1996 to 1990. This is kind of cool, though. He played in 29 games, racking up 4,773 yards and scoring 30 touchdowns, even though none of the Notre Dame prep freshmen were alive when Brady played as a Wolverine. Several have his jersey. One even grabbed his during the FaceTime call. He was pretty highly regarded in this, area, in this area, Wayland said. He added, he was considered him one of our own. Brady told ESPN he didn't know he was on the other end of the line when Fournette handed him the phone. But after learning he had been talking with high school boys and how they'd gotten connected, Brady described the encounter as sweet. That's badass. It was nice, Brady said. It was. It would have been nice for me when I had been in high school too. Fuck yeah! I believe that's anybody's fucking dream. Even better, the five-time Super Bowl MVP said, that was fun. That was really fun. It was really good to see all those young kids hyped up. Fuck yeah, Brady. Brady's just a fucking good dude all the way around. And all you fucking Tom Brady's out there, shut the fuck up already. I mean, when are you going to give up your bullshit? Tom Brady is the fucking greatest athlete that ever played any fucking sport. Bar none. Besides Bo Jackson. He's tied with Bo Jackson, I feel. But as far as championships and just being not getting any troubles, not injured, not this, not that, bah, 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 bah. he even had his own flu game. So fuck off, Michael Jordan. Still love you, though. Uh, but he is the greatest athlete ever of all time in any sport. Uh, that's my opinion. That's my my thing. You do, You can email me at splat you in a corner at yahoo.com or. or or Facebook is just a unicorner and argue with me. That's fine, but it's an opinion. Also, you can let me know who you think. Who do you think is the greatest athlete of all time? And you really have to think about this because a lot of people just spit out things. But then when I give them facts about you know, Tom Brady overall is the greatest athlete of all time. But hey, SplashUnicorner at Yahoo.com or at Yahoo on Facebook. I'm finally out of jail on Facebook, so <laughs> I'll post some things up on the unicorn uh, thing. But that was a cool story. That was a fucking cool story. Um, finally, something positive after so many podcasts. That was a, even in my other podcast, and it's called the unicorn podcast on Wednesdays um even that i haven't been finding anything positive and it's been a weird week i guess I had a little vacation kind of threw me off a little bit. so i'm sorry if these podcasts have been not up to par um but uh you know old spike gets tired sometimes but you know what i dedicated i'm dedicated to do this every week um there might be some times i don't miss on holidays or something but that's a rarity but there's one thing i pro- i i i I told myself that I would not quit on this, that I would not, um, if I'm just, you know, because a lot of things I just put off, you know, cleaning the house, cleaning the truck, doing this and that, but this is the one thing I've held myself to, I don't want, I I love you guys, you guys have expressed that you enjoy my content, and I am not going to give up on you guys. Um, there's times that I'm like, damn, I just don't want to fucking do this. I don't want to do this. But then when I get on this microphone, it's like, I feel it. I feel it. And sometimes it may not sound like it, but, uh, I do, I do appreciate everybody listening to these podcasts out there. Um, but sometimes I can't be on all the time. (laughs) I mean, I fucking try but uh, this week has been just a tiring week. I mean, I don't want to sit here on the microphone and complain, but I just feel like uh, you guys deserve better. That's all. Jimmy Johnson T.D.L. what wrong with Chad Knauss. Who cares? Fuck them both. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tennessee lands commitment from son a former NFL standout. Former Bulls center Bill Wen- uh, Wennington comments on Scottie Pimpin. Michael Jordan drama. I didn't see it back then. He did a great job of hiding it. Who? Oh, Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls had an extra. Oh, god, oh god. The most fact-based account of what god. Actually- oh my god. Sorry, my TV went off mute. After you leave it for a while, it goes off mute. So my apologies to you all. The Chicago Bulls had an extremely successful dynasty during the nineteen nineties. No shit. Powered by a star duo, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, they won six championships together. There's no doubt that the on-court partnership was a success. Despite their achievements on the court, Scottie Pippen has blasted Michael Jordan multiple times over the last few weeks. Oh my God, forbid you say anything bad about Michael Jordan. Uh, for and I'm not a Michael Jordan hater. <laughs> For example, Pippen claimed that he was a better teammate than Jordan, and even stated that Jordan was selfish. Uh, some have speculated that all the comments were designed to promote and sell c- copies of his book unguarded, uh, former Bulls Center um, Bill Wennington has recently weighed in on the controversy between Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. Wennington claimed that he didn't see the way Scottie Pippen felt back then and claimed that everyone was getting along during his time at the Chicago Bulls for the second three-peat. It's tough. I didn't see it back then. I didn't know if I had had rose-colored blinders on, but I didn't see it. Everyone was getting along. everyone was hanging out together and doing things. I don't know if something has happened with Scotty. I respect his opinion. I think he's been one of my favorite Bulls teammates. If he really felt that way, he did a great job at high it because I didn't it didn't affect us when we were playing. We all got along really well at the time. Oh what? Okay. Uh, what team has the best shot at unseating the number one Georgia in college? Well. Sounds like Alabama. But if Alabama loses this one, uh, uh, I mean, it's a long shot for Ohio State. I'm not going to sit here and try and, and say we deserve to be getting in there. Uh, there's a chance we could get into the playoffs. Very slim, slim chance, but anything is fucking possible. Um, But... Uh, I'd like to see Cincinnati just fucking run to Cinderella story, right? Is Luke, I believe Luke Fickle's still <clears throat> um, coaching there. Am I wrong on that? Anybody? Anybody? Let me know. But uh, I definitely... Michigan's got to get through Iowa first, which is a big, 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 big... Uh, um, that's let me see no for one thing let's no offense i have two friends that like both of these teams but how did oklahoma state jump over notre dame can anybody explain that to me i just don't get it you know let's talk about this ranking before we uh wrap this up um excuse me while i've kissed this guy no i'm just kidding um, the rankings, let's see the rankings this 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 week. I believe of course George' is number one. Uh, um, hold on, my internet is super, super slow today. See, we have Georgia at number one. Michigan shouldn't even be at number two just because they beat us. They're at number two. Alabama, eh, I think they should be number four. Actually, I think this is how I think it should be. It should go um, Georgia, Cincinnati, Michigan, Notre Dame. that That's my top four. And then Oklahoma, or then Alabama, Oklahoma State. I would even put Oklahoma State above Alabama maybe. And then us. But I guess it really determines... Because uh, there's a lot of 10 and 2 games. But it does determine um, uh, Notre Dame. Do, they, they don't get to play this week. Maybe that's why. Did, did they even Are they back to being their own? They don't have to play any championship games, I assume. That's why they're 6. So after next week, right... So I would put Oklahoma State. I take that back because I forget about there's no championship. But I know everyone's blah, blah, blah. But I just don't agree with that. Put them in a fucking conference somewhere or they don't get to go. (laughs) I don't like it. Sorry. Don't like it. So I, I guess I would take Georgia. I would take Georgia, Cincinnati, Uh. Here, here, here's what my top four would be. Georgia, Cincinnati, uh, Alabama, Oklahoma State, and then Notre Dame and then us. Of course, Notre Dame and us would be at the same spot. So we could possibly get in if Oklahoma State, Alabama, and Michigan win or lose these games this weekend. We might have a shot. Especially if Alabama loses, because they're be they're playing number one. I don't know how that's going to work in the championship games, but that's that's that would be my top. Uh, my top four would definitely be Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Alabama. Only because Alabama played so suspect last week. And they barely got, they, they got their asses not handed to them, but they got they got Auburn didn't let them score until the last minute of the game. So I believe it would be Oklahoma State, Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Alabama. And the Notre Dame thing, I'm going to have to look into that. I know it's too late because it's coming up for the weekend, but here, I could guess I could do this. Um, no. Yep, I don't see any... I don't see any um, Notre Dame. So, I I don't know how to treat that. Because every time they put them in there, and they don't have a championship game, they blow it. So, I don't even know. Keep them out of the top four. Uh, maybe, I think that's why maybe they... Oklahoma State jumped them like that. But who fucking knows? I know... Some people that I know don't want to hear that, but uh, something's got to happen with... they got to be accountable for a championship game somewhere, Notre Dame. So I know it's not their fault, but we need to fix that if they want to be... If they want to keep rising uh, in the ranks, so to speak. Um, but Cincinnati at number four should not... They should be number... If you're... The, both of these... They beat Michigan, or Notre Dame. They should be number two. and 12-0, 12-0. Fucking put them up there, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, they're the only uh, 12-0 and teams. Let's see, that was college playoff rankings. The APA rankings have the same. Coaches rankings have the same. So, yeah, I don't don't know. Should they count or uh, it should be, I don't know, there should be some kind of something. Notre Dame, let them play us for a fucking shot in the top five or top four. (laughs) Is it still the top four or is it six this year for the playoff spots? I don't fucking know going to be interesting, though. I can't wait to see that. But uh, we're going to get out of here. We're going to wrap this up. A um, lot of championship games this weekend. Join us Mon- or Tuesday for the Monday Night Shit Show. Um, join me on the other podcast, uh, Splash Unicorner podcast, on Wednesday. And join us back here next week for the sidelines, baby. Um... And, um, yeah. Um, and everybody, let me give me your feedback on here. Do you enjoy this show breakup on a, on a Tuesday and a Thursday? Or would you just like me to combine them on one show and just give it over with? And which of those days would you like me to do that? Or would you just like it to stay the same? Everybody, let me know at splatchunicorn or Facebook, uh, just unicorn. Or just let me know if you know me personally. What do you prefer? Do you prefer these two shows? Because I either way, I just I need some feedback here before I for future program or future podcastings or what I want to do with the show. If you just want me to combine it in, in one day, is that better for you? or do you are you okay with the two day setup? Tuesdays uh, and Thursdays. So you guys let me know. I guess after football season the Monday night shit shows are relevant. So yeah, I guess that. I don't know. Well, you guys let me know. Still somebody give me some feedback on this. How do you, are you okay with the way it is or should I change it up? All right. Stay high, stay fly. Peace and love and the holy smoke above. We'll see you on Tuesday, bitches. <laughs>